Reading with kids, that's my topic today. Thanks for joining me in the podcast today. It's very important that our children be exposed to learning opportunities, especially in regards to reading. The literary arts of reading and writing and spelling and thinking in words and expressing yourself in words, asking questions and answering questions and entering into dialogue. Those are the literary skills of childhood and go on into adulthood. And the literary skills that we start with in the early years will prevail. That style will prevail throughout the adult years as well. If we have poor teaching and poor exposure, there will be poor involvement in the reading process later on in life. If there is great involvement and excited involvement and encouraging involvement in the literary process as a child, that tends to prevail throughout the child's life. Now here's the important thing to remember. And this goes, the research goes back into the 1950s and the 1960s. That to help children read and to get children prepared to read, you teach them how to creep and crawl. Now that sounds kind of like an odd statement. But creeping and crawling is basic to reading process. It's the basic neurological coordinated skills that when you creep and crawl, you're developing the right and the left brain simultaneously and together and that brain then becomes developed to a level that it can then engage in visual interaction with words in the reading process make sure your child creeps and crawls that's basic to the learning process don't shortcut it don't condemn it engage in it play with it encourage it do it along with a child Become involved in the child's creeping and crawling process. It's a great skill. It's an important skill for children to have as they move on into the learning process later on in life. Now, you can tell a lot about a toddler in uh, their early years of life as they interact with a book. Just as if a child looks at a book, looks at the color, looks at the picture, just makes some comments or makes some word statements or uh, sounds, related to that book, that's good because now the child is interacting with a book and that's what you want to do. You want a child to then in, interact with the book, whether they can read or not, that's not the point. The point is that they are engaging in an enjoyable activity with what we know as a book because that will then become part of their life as they move on in their ages and end into the schooling process. Now, parents really are the first and the best teacher a child ever has and will ever have. You know, a teacher is one that brings to a child the learning process, stimulates the learning process, and brings learning opportunities to a child. And the parent has hundreds of opportunities in the course of a day to bring a learning situation into the life of a child. So parents, take your job seriously. Sure, you're a parent. That is, you raise a child, you feed the child, you protect the child, you give the child sleep and all that kind of stuff. But you're the first and most important teacher that your child will ever have. And you play the biggest role of all. You play a bigger role than childhood education centers such as daycares. You play a bigger role than the beginning teachers of a school system or anyone else. Probably a bigger role than grandma plays. Children learn to talk and read when people talk to them and read to them. 
And that's what your role as a parent is, as an important role of a teacher, of a parent as a teacher. You talk to your child, you stimulate conversation, you stimulate words, you stimulate sounds, you get child to make sounds and then form sounds into words, and you engage in this interactional process. And that means five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day of just stimulating conversation. Now that conversation maybe doesn't make any sense to anybody except between the you and the child. But to you, it makes some sense. The child is interacting with you, dialoguing with you, interacting with you in some way. And that, only, that not only bonds your relationship with the child, but gives that child the message that there are interactional patterns of life and you have to engage in interaction. I do something to you, you do something to me. I say something to you, you say something to me. I make a sound to you, you make a sound to me. That's the interactional pattern between a child and a parent. And the parent's role of modeling and valuing literacy is very, very important. You have to model reading yourself. You have to model talking yourself. You have to model writing yourself as a parent. You model the idea of thinking through what the book might say, and what the book might mean, and the interaction with the author, and the interaction with anybody else who's read that book. So when you sit down with a child, you interact with a child in the book. You ask the child questions like, what happened next? Or what do you think about that? Would you like to do something like that? Isn't that a funny little thing that the child did or the character did or whatever? You just kind of show the child that reading is not something silent, but it's something verbal. It's interactional. It's something that you engage in in a pattern between two people in a book. You see, we need the interaction between a child and a parent to engage throughout the day in many different ways, but particularly around the context of a book and reading the story of a book and looking at the pictures of a book and hearing sounds of the characters or the animals of that particular book and encouraging words, encouraging vocabulary, encouraging sounds and getting the child to just enjoy the process of a book and how the book brings people together and engages people together that is you as a parent and the child. So a book is something that has to be funny and has to be enjoyable and has to be pleasant and has to be fun and just has to be a part of the day-to-day -day life. Five to ten minutes a day, you engage your child in the process of being comfortable with a book, be comfortable with a story, read the story, ask questions about the story, engage the child in the story, get the child to think. What's going to happen next? Or what do you think about what the, this kid did to that kid? Or this animal did to that animal? And that kind of thing. Just try to get some interactional patterns so that the child takes on the book as a valued object in their world. It's a kind of different kind of a toy, if you will. It's a different way to make sound. It's a different way to make noise. It's a different way to hear sound. But it's an important part of the daily process. And if you don't do that within the context of your child in the first couple of years of life, we know that that child will probably have difficulty throughout life in the area of reading. And we also know that if the child does not have a reading process, an enjoyable reading process, and an interactional pattern with books by age three, apparently by grade three, by grade three, that child will probably suffer in the area of reading through the rest of his life. By grade three, 
parents, you want to make sure your child enjoys a book, can read a book, can interact with a book and the characters of the book, and can share the story of a book, and can think of a book, and can remember stories of a book, and can tell you the story that they've read. Simple though they may be, you need to have that child have a book, many books, that is part of their life, and that they find as enjoyable and engaging. So we know that low literary skills lead to less knowledge in all areas of your life. If you don't have literary skills, which means you have, you have trouble reading, you're going to have trouble understanding health matters. Because a lot of health matters come in the form of reading. You have to read labels on prescriptions, and you have to read uh, books that tell you how to live your life in a healthy way. Articles that tell you how to live your life in a healthy way. If you can't read, you're not going to be subject to those kinds of uh, information, informational input. And therefore, your knowledge of health will go down. But it's going to be true of everything. Religious knowledge, health knowledge, uh, business knowledge, social knowledge of all kinds. If you're not a reader, you are removing yourself from the interaction of the world and knowing your world and being part of your world. So make sure that you explore books with your kid right from the beginning, six months old. Get the child to explore a book. If they eat the cover, if they eat the pages, that's okay because that's still a book that they're interacting with. Have fun with it. Roll with it. Engage in it. And then talk about that book with the child. Six months of age and on. Don't wait. That's not something to be done at preschool. That's something to be done at kindergarten. You have to have that child in a reading mode, in a book mode, in a learning mode from the sixth month of age onward. So don't hesitate. Get on with it. And you know what? You'll enjoy reading yourself. You'll find reading to even be more interesting for you as you interact with a child's reading. You'll learn some child's stories that you missed when you were a child. You'll read some child's stories that you remember. And it'll come back to your memory from when you were a child. So helping a child read and being part of their child's reading program brings you back to your childhood and brings you back to your early reading days and refreshes your reading skills and your refreshes your reading knowledge and your memory of stories that you read you know, as a child. So obviously kids' attention will veer, will alter all over the place. Go with it. Roll with it. Take the child's interest and then keep shaping it, but bringing it back to the book, bringing it back to the story, bringing it back to the characters of the story, bringing it back to the pictures of the story. Sometimes those are more important than the words themselves. So make sure that books are part of your life as a parent and part of the, your interactional pattern with your child and then part of the child's independent life so that they, as they get older, they will sit and read. They'll get off into a corner and read. You want that. You want to encourage reading. Give rewards when a child reads. Give a praise when the child reads. Give prizes when a child reads. Give special privileges when a child reads. Anything that reading, that you can encourage, do so. And you can encourage it by a lot of rewards and a lot of compliments and praise and affirmation and approval. And then sitting down and just asking the child, tell me the story. Tell me something that you remember. Something that you like. Tell me something that was interesting. Tell me something that made you laugh. Something that was kind of funny.
And then share that child. Share that story with the child. Become part of the child's reading experience. And when you are part of the child's reading experience as a parent, you bond with your child in a different way. You bond with your child in an intellectual way, besides just a physical contact way or an, a, an emotional way. You want to be part of that child's intellectual process, and it starts with reading. So anyway, thanks for joining me today on the uh, podcast of Reading with Children. And uh, let me just bring you to my uh, website, www.booksbyhedberg.com. Pick up my book, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. You know, there's a good little section on there about language development. And a lot of good sections on how you as a parent can interact favorably with your child and become an effective parent so your child becomes an effective young person and adult. So, Dr. Teach Me to Parent, the website is www.booksbyhedberg.com. Bye for now.